Salutation Shades, and welcome back to your non-stop shop for all things strange and unusual, Talking with Shadows, the conversation everyone has, but no one wants to admit to. Here with your host, Vic Waitley. And Marcus D. And we want to give a quick shout out to our good friend over at the Whiskey Conspiracies, who's finally starting to sit down and actually record some content. We were hanging out with him last night and gave him all sorts of hell about how he needs to actually start his show, and he is <laughs> overworking on it now. I was thinking, like, right before uh, I was going to say, like, the shout-out, because I'm like, oh, man, we're about to start. i got to give a shout-out, like, what we were going to call him, because we know his real name, but I don't know if we're gonna, he's going to use his real name or he's going to use the name that he used whenever he came onto the podcast or if he's just going to come up with something completely original, so... Whatever it's going to be, the, it's going to be called the Whiskey Conspiracies, and it's going to be really, really awesome. So I can't wait for him to actually get started, and hopefully whenever he actually does, we're going to bring him on so that he can actually kind of like give, uh, let you guys see kind of some of the really, really cool stuff that he knows about. I'm hoping he invites us over for when he's talking about some of the conspiracies that dip a little more into the paranormal. Oh, no, 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 no. He's told me some of the stuff that he wants to do. I mean, I mean he knows... Like, as far as conspiracies, like, he knows more than we do, and I, so I think it's just going to be just some really good content that's going to be out there. That's why we keep arm twisting him, because, you know, we want him, we, we love, we love, we love to see people living to their full potential and, oh, yeah. and adding to the conversation, so I, I can't wait for stuff like that. So, if you guys out there are listening, if you guys have ever thought about wanting to do a podcast or do a YouTube channel, do it. We absolutely encourage oh, yeah. it. And just jump in head first. Yeah. Don't even wait for it. Like that's what we did in our first episodes. Were just so terrible. Terrible. We just learned how to do it as we went. Yeah, like we were trying to be edge lords when we first started. So like our voices, we just this is our. We didn't start using just our natural voices. We were trying to be gimmicky. It was just bad. It. And oh, and yeah, there's a lot of weird stop, start, pauses. I remember in our first episode, we say strange and unusual like 15 times in the first five minutes or something like that. Yeah, we start, we, at one point we start, like, we're imitating, I know we're fl just flat out imitating another channel in the way, and then in their flow instead of just doing our own style. You know, it, it, at one point, like, I just realized, like, one of my absolute favorite movies of all times is Here Comes it, the Cool it, Running it, it is the movie Cool Runnings because the line. That Sanka Coffee gives to responding during the movie is just epic. And I used to tell people this all the time at the psych he, hospital. He tells everyone this all the time every day. I, I hear do. this sort of shit all the I time. I do. Like we it's like we can't be copying somebody else's style. We got our own style. <laughs> like, you know, like it was just great. Like that scene, like where he's getting mad because Doris is trying to imitate the Swiss and Sanko's like, we're Jamaicans. Like we should be doing like it our way. And I think that's a really good life lesson is when you're going to go out to do your own content, you got to figure out a way to do it in your own way. And that's, that's what we do now. And we just have a lot more fun doing it. Don't we? Oh yeah. And it, it's good advice. It's good advice. I just yes. hear it all the time. It's good advice. Okay, I got two beers for us today. Yes. We have a sea salt and lime shiner and Great Lakes Commodore Perry IPA. What do you want to start uh, with? Uh, the Commodore IPA. That's what I want to do. You don't, don't have know. a bottle opener. I don't know if I'm big on salty beers. Why are you handing me the beer because rather than the bottle opener? Uh, 
Here you go. Just handing me the open beer. God. All right. Okay, cheers, guys. Cheers to you guys. I Man, I like IPAs. Yeah, this is pretty good for an IPA. Oh, that's good. Has a bit of a sting on the back, and I like that. It does. Very straight taste. I like it. Okay, I'm like gonna just ask straight a, smooth taste. I'm gonna ask a weird question. Who's Commodore Perry? I actually do not know this guy. Commodore Perry. He looks British or French. Oh, you don't know him either. I don't know. I don't know Commodore Perry specifically. I don't know. You know, you know a lot of American history, so I thought it might be someone that you would be familiar with. I, I know I've heard the name Commodore Perry before, but I don't know who this guy is or why he'd have a IPA. He definitely looks turn of the century, so I'm assuming this is not his personal IPA. I'm pulling it up now. I'm pulling up who Commodore Perry actually was. Commodore Matthew C. Perry. I'm gonna assume that's. I'm gonna assume that's what this guy is. Uh, he was a Commodore of the United States Navy who commanded ships in several wars, including the War of 1812 and the Mexican-American War. He played a leading role in the opening of Japan to the West. And the- That's why I know him. He's the guy who sailed. That, I thought I kept thinking I knew the name. He's the guy who sailed up j- to Japan and was like, you're going to trade with us. And they're like, no, we don't trade with people. And this like, no, I have a bunch of cannons here that says you're going to trade with us. <laughs> I also like one of his uh, commands was the USS Shark. <laughs> I just love that. It, it was just him riding a shark. Uh, that's what I assumed. It was just him riding a hammerhead shark. <laughs> that's what it was. It made him so much more intimidating. Also, if you guys are, uh, if you guys listened to our last episode on it, you probably are are wondering where's our guest? Where's uh, where's oh Ricky Bruckman God. from Mount Vernon Paranormal? Like what? What was it? Ten minutes before we we're going to record? Five. Oh my God! You you tell it. You tell it. On my way over here, driving over here, Ricky texts me saying that he's sick and he's sorry that he couldn't make it, guys. So, unfortunately, it was very last minute, and we had to, and today was the day we had to record to make sure that you guys could get the last episode for the month out. So, we just were like, eh, we could try to pull somebody else in, and we're just going to fly solo, you know, just the Lone Rangers, <laughs> if you will. Great movie. Uh, so, we're just like, ah, we'll just do it. We'll just do it, me and Vic. But okay, you have some sort of game. I and do. I'm curious I do. About this. Uh, because uh, we're not going to do comments because uh, it's only been a day since our last episode's been out, so we don't have comments. So I thought it'd be f- uh, fun to play a game where where I test Vic's knowledge, uh, and you guys can play along at home in this. Where I decided to come, up, I came up with the game to test his knowledge, and the game we're going to play is called Famous Giant or Famous Norwegian Beer. Ooh. <laughs> This sounds like fun. I know. I, I told you before we were going to do this that you were going to have fun doing this. So you guys play at home. See if you guys can beat Vic. And then make sure that you guys comment so we can uh, know how much smarter you guys are about Giants and Norwegian beer. Well, I hope you, this isn't all just Vic Norwegian is. Giants because they have such weird names. No, 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 no. I've got it. No, 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 no. I've mixed. No, no, no. They're not necessarily Norwegian Giants. It's famous Giants. Or famous Norwegian beer. Because I was reading like a bunch of Norwegian beers. I'm like, these all sound like giant names. So I'm like, I want to see what we can do. Lay it on me. Mm -hmm. Number one. Famous giant or famous Norwegian beer. Number one. Og. Um, No, Og was, I think it was Og of Gog might be his full name. And I'm going to go with he is a giant. 
Famous giant. That is correct. He is a famous giant. According to the Hebrew Bible, he was the Amorite king of Bashan who was slain among his army by Moses and his men at the Battle of Adreli. So good for you. You are one you are one for one so far. Good job. All right. Next one. Borg. Oh, uh that does sound like a giant name, but I don't remember specifically a giant named Borg. So I'm going to go with Norwegian beer. That is also correct. Borg is originally from Sapasborg and is brewed by Borg Burger. What pronounced? What pronounced? Right, yeah. That belongs to Hansaborg and Sapsborg, which is good. All right. Here we go. Ringness. Ringness. Oh, God. Ringness. Can I get a pronunciation? Like, just, just spell it. R I N G N E S. Okay, just just so I'm not stalling, I'm going to go with Norwegian beer because this is a giant. I do not know this one. Also a good one. Yeah, you are correct. Rinus is originally from Oslo and is brewed by Rinus uh, Barney in Oslo. It is Norway's most sold beer brand and is owned by the Danish brewery Carlsberg. I'd say we try to get some of that. I agree. Here we go. Ravana. Ravana? I'm going to go with Giant on this one because this one sounds vaguely familiar to me. <clears throat> Good job, man. You are four for four. Ravan was a demon king of the island of Lanka and the chief antagonist in the Hindu epic Ramanya. That's why I remembered it because I've actually read that one. Mm-hmm. Second to last one. Agir. Agir. It's that famous one that's like that A and the E blurred together. G-I-R. Oh, this is probably Agir, the sea giant. This was actually a trick question because it's both. (laughs) (laughs) This was actually a trick. Yes, that is a Jotun, and he's a personification of the sea in Norse mythology. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I actually haven't. I it just it just threw me because I wasn't. I was never sure on his pronunciation for mm-hmm. it. It is also a Norwegian beer, originally from Flam, and is brewed in Agerbergli in Flam. I think that's how you pronounce that. All right, last one. Caucus. Caucus. What? C A C U S. Oh man, I'm 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 gonna admit I'm blind guessing on this one. I'm gonna go with beer. <clears throat> oh, finally missed one. Caucus was a fire breathing giant and the son of Vulcan. Uh, he was killed by Hercules after terrorizing Aventine Hill before the founding of Rome. Okay, okay, you got me on one. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Okay, uh, we're gonna give you a five out of six on a five out of six on that one. Hey, I gotta say, I think that's that was a pretty good. That's run. impressive. That's impressive. You are a huge nerd. <laughs> I didn't think you. Were, I'm truthful. I didn't think you were gonna get as many as you did. So comment below, like how did how did you guys do? Did you guys beat Vic? Did you guys fall a little bit short on that? Let us know what you guys. You uh, would have had to have gone a perfect uh, score yeah, to I beat know me. All that. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> 
I don't count the Aguirre one because that's a trick. That was a trick question. Wait, wait. You should definitely count the Aguirre because I even specifically said it was the giant of the sea. Your percentage is the same. You could have said beer. I can't even tell you a story off the top of my head about Aguirre. Okay, there's one where there Aguirre's throwing a party out in the ocean for, and the North gods show up because he's one of the few Norse or giants that actually get along with the Norse gods. And everything's going pretty good till Loki shows up at the party. And I'm trying... Loki does something to totally ruin the party. I want to say that this is actually where he does the thing where he kills Balder with uh, the mistletoe mistletoe spear, basically tricks someone else into doing it. But... And there's something about him... Oh, and he also had this special copper pot where, like, there was, like, an infinite amount of... I think it was, like, fish stew in it or something like that. I'm pretty good for off the top of my head. God, you're such a nerd. But you just happened to have picked a giant that I remember. I think it was in the pros, pros ed, I think. Yeah, I was just, I was going through and I was trying to pick like which ones I was going to pick. And I, and I kept looking at that. I'm like, am I on the beer or am I on the giant? <laughs> and I was like, I'm, it's like, it's on both. And I'm just like, oh, that's fine. I was like, I'm going to put that on there just to. But you better count that, that one. Five out of six. It's the same score. It's the It's either five out of six or four out of five. Uh, either way, I, I, I want to be counted for that one because I really knew that one. I hope somebody beats Vic and it's just, just to show that they're nah. smarter than him. That was fun. Yeah. But, man, this is it, guys. This is a, the end of our month-long talk on Giants. And it has been a long, crazy, darker ride than I thought that it was going to be when we when we first started it, when we first started doing this. And we really started thinking about, like, the giant narrative and where it goes and following it to a natural conclusion. So Well, Giant Stories... Mainly fall into one of two categories. Really dark, horrible, cannibalistic brutes or really silly stories. And that's about where it falls with giant mythology. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of ones where they're, it's really dark and there's a lot of them where it's really silly. Mm. Like, yeah. do, do you know the one, I think it was from Ireland and Scotland, where one giant lived on Scotland one giant lived on Ireland? And they would stand on different shores and just yell at each other all the time. Then I think it was the Scottish giant decides, screw it, I'm going to swim over there and come kick your ass. And while he's swimming, the Irish giant gets a look at him. He's like, oh, that giant's bigger than me. <laughs> and he, he, he runs off to his house. <laughs> he runs off to his house and uh, basically he, he gets there and he has a wife and a baby. He's like, hun, hide the baby. And he gets in the, in the crib. And so when the Scottish giant gets there and is like, oh, where's the Irish giant who I can't remember the name of? His wife's like, oh, he's out, his, but his baby's right there, and he sees like that he has this huge baby. He's like, oh, if the baby's that big, there's no way I can mess with this guy. And he goes back to Scotland, and I don't think they ever fight again. It's like the story of like every single fight ever throughout history. It's like, it's like, yeah, why don't you come over and send to my face? It's like, oh, crap, you're way better than I thought you were. Never mind. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to say that. I'm just, I'm just going to walk this way. This is nice. Come on, I'm going to clean this car for you while I'm leaving. Good for you. Oh, you look bigger up close. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, my eye deceived me. I also, there's so many stories about with giants that, like, when they're nice to humanity, it ends badly for them. <laughs> like, it just ends badly for them, and they end up getting, like, a lot of problems for it. Like, yeah. Prometheus giving fire to mankind, and then Zeus just straps him to a boulder <laughs> with a vulture just picking, like, picking out his entrails for, like, the rest of eternity. That is one uh, of my favorite. Favorite Hellenistic stories, too. I love the story of Prometheus. But you know he gets off the rock, right? Yeah, I know. Hercules comes by and frees him, doesn't he? Uh, 
Hercules kind of frees him, I guess. Okay, so the Titan is strapped to the rock for supposedly all eternity for as a punishment from Zeus. And every day the uh, vultures or eagles, depending on your reading, comes and rips out his liver. So fast forward way later, there's this big party being thrown and all the great heroes are there. And Hercules is there with his um, bow and his Hydra blood-tipped arrows. So someone starts goading him about how far he could shoot his bow. So he's like, oh, screw it. He just pulls it out and just fires it into the sky, which is a really dumb idea at a party. And it proves to be a really dumb idea. (laughs) Who who would have thought just shooting randomly (laughs) into the air would go badly? So the arrow goes up, and it hits another descendant of the giants, Chiron. Because Chiron's half Titan, half Centaur. And he's the guy who trained pretty much all the heroes. Like, you know how in, like, the Hercules Disney show, Phil Octetes mm-hmm. is a trainer of heroes? No, Phil Octetes was not. He, he was a different guy. But Chiron is the guy who trained all the heroes. And it hits Chiron in the leg. And Chiron's a titan, so he can't really die from the poison. But he is now permanently crippled and permanently in pain. So Hercules and Chiron basically go to Zeus and it's like, Hey, this guy's doomed to suffer. Will you please just let him take Prometheus's place on the rock since he's going to be suffering anyways? And Zeus is like, oh, okay, sure, whatever. We'll, we'll let Prometheus down and Chiron can have his liver ripped out for all eternity. Every time I watch that anim- like Zeus animated movie, like I just can't, I don't see Philatides. I just see Danny DeVito just the entire time, yeah. like the actor De- Danny DeVito. Like if I ever wanted to like go to like in the UFC fighting, that's where I want to be my corner man, like just Danny DeVito the entire time just telling me what to do. You know what's weird? Philatides is a historic character, and he's not a satyr. He's just, he's just a dude. I don't think I don't think Disney is the place to go for <laughs> like like accuracy for legends, man. I don't I don't. But, but it's weird to go. Oh, hey! Instead of using Chiron, we're going to use this satyr guy, and we're going to name him after this other guy who wasn't a satyr. Yeah, but they also portrayed like Zeus and Hera as like this like super like nice loving couple and like with you know Zeus being this great dad to Hercules yeah. the entire time. I'm like, <laughs> I think you might have missed the mark there just a little bit. They they did play pretty fast and loose with a lot of the characters. I mean, and to to be fair though, in Zeus's defense for being a bad dad, his dad was uh, oh, don't tell me. Um, it Chrono, starts with a C. Chrono, uh, I was gonna yeah, say it starts with a C Chronos, and ends with an Onos. So, yeah, yeah, Chronos. So it's not like he has like you know who pretty much just ate his brothers and sisters. So yeah, it's it's not like it's not like Zeus had the best parent like parent <laughs> either growing up. So he cut the guys from both sides. Okay, I'm trying to remember who Chronos' father was, but if I remember, it, he was just as big of a dick. I think they're all. It's just a long line of just bad parents. I think through pretty through, through much that whole yeah. family line. I mean. Patricide is a big running theme in their divine council thing, their divine hierarchy. But okay, let's let's get back into giants. I, I know we started with giants on there, but then we just kind of got on Disney. Yeah. Uh, for a moment, I thought we were going to start talking about like, the Kevin Sorbo Hercules show back when oh, I was. That was kid. freaking I great. I did. When I bought my house, that was what I watched for like the first, like just for the first like two weeks. Of no, no, back, my... back to giants. Back oh. to giants. So we're going to start talking about Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> The greatest actor of all time. He is actually pretty cool. <laughs> okay, what what's the first topic we're talking about today? Um, you know, I, I you know where I want to start. I want to start with talking about giants as these ancient builders. Oh yeah, uh, like a lot of people ascribe them to. 
being a possibility for building places like uh, Gogepe Tepe and um, the Great Mounds in North America. There's some great um, like temples in the Middle East that are prescribed are prescribed. Uh, they're considered to have been uh, built by giants in the folklore, and it's something that pops up in almost every tradition that giants are great builders. Even uh, one of the when Beowulf's fighting, oh god, Grindel's mom. I can't remember her name. Um, one of the weapons that he manages to get that can actually hurt her was a sword that was crafted by giants. Like so, in almost all the traditions, they're they're considered to be like amazing craftsmen, amazing builders, people who can do this amazing sort of stuff. And, and one of the things that I thought that was really interesting is we talked about like we really like to talk about how there are similar myths about certain things across the world, right? Like we talked a little bit in the in the, in the first episode of Giants, we talked about like just descriptions of giants seem to be like the same across the world, like with six fingers, two rows of teeth. Native Americans ha- talking about giant red-haired giants, mm-hmm. and then you're seeing red-haired giants like in the giant of Kandahar story where he's got massive wild orange hair. And uh, in many of the Australian legends, mm-hmm. they have the red hair again. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, if you think about those, like, three locations, they're, you know, of course, like, known for their, you know, redhead people. <laughs> Actually, aren't Aborigines redheaded? I don't know. Are they? I think so. I, I'm not an expert on, like, Aboriginal ethnicity. But if I remember right, Aborigines have what? red hair. That's neat. I'm pretty sure that's a thing. I like I said I'm, I'm not a master of this sort of thing, but I want to say that's a thing. Hmm. Neat. But through but across multiple cultures, like several cultures have stories of giants like building their own cities. And I want to press this. I know I mentioned this in the first episode, but I want to keep mentioning this. I really don't think that any of these structures necessitates Giants had to have built them, but I mainly say that because I have a lot of faith in humanity as being really flippin' awesome when we put our mind to something. Yes, we can be really flippin' terrible too, but when we put our mind to something, we can do some pretty crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was kind of interesting. Like people see like ancient man doing something, and they're like, "Oh, there's no way that, as far as we know, what they could do back then, that they could do that. Must have been done by aliens or giants or something like that." I never liked that story because, first, we don't know exactly what methods might have been used for it. We can just speculate, and also humans, we're just nuts when we all get together and work on something. We just can do mm-hmm. some really amazing things. So I don't think any of these things necessitate the existence of giants or aliens or anything like that. But I'm not, when their local stories say, oh, yeah, we didn't build that, these giants did. Now, that's when I'm willing to consider it. It's not because I don't think it's possible that humans could have done this. Well, it's well, it's really difficult. Like, when you look at, like, how certain things were either moved or crafted, sometimes, like, they're legit, like, a large object that was, like, transported to a particular location. And it's not, like, small pieces of things. It's, like, massive blocks of cement Mm -hmm. that have been moved from one location to another like there's no adhesives that's keeping it together like some of the like the stones like like, that built the pyramids of giza i mean it's it's like you know the kind of stone that's there there's legit no other stone anywhere and it is just that big and uh how did they get it from point a to point b 
like uh, Stonehenge, those stones would have had to have been quarried quite far from where Stonehenge actually is. And if I remember right, the... Uh, the giant heads, like, yeah, from the, the Polynesian the, Islands, yeah. Yeah, the Easter Island heads. That's, that was yeah. the, what, the other one. If I read, that was quarried very far from that island. Yeah. Like, how, like, how did they get from, like, one location to another location? I mean, with the Easter Island stories, there actually is a story that basically says giants brought those over with their magic ships that could pilot themselves. It's one of those stories where giants have incredibly advanced technology, mm-hmm. which pop up sometimes. Well, look, like, okay, people don't understand, like, I, we, we have this weird concept of just ancient man's, like, like how much they knew or how much they do. Like, we look at the idea, like, like the story of, like, Christopher Columbus. You know, like, back then, everybody thinks that the world is flat. Okay, people have uh, known that's that. Not, that's a misnomer. No, I. that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, oh, gotcha, That's what I'm gotcha, saying gotcha. is, like, We've people have known that the world is not flat for hun- like for a couple hundred years prior to that, even probably longer than that. People were able to like to guess and assume that the world was actually round. And there were Greek philosophers. We have like books by Greek philosophers talking about the world being round, and they didn't seem to be expressing this was a new idea. Yeah, like ancient Egyptian builders having an understanding of the concept of geometry and things, and like that. Like, these are just things that they, like that they knew how to do back then. Or like. It always frustrates me when people say, oh, the great mounds of North America. There's no way the Indians could have built that. I'm like, you do realize this is just stack dirt repeat? <laughs> and sure, you have to go through and tamp it sometimes to make sure it's compact. But I, mean, this it's not ro- rocket science. It's just something that it would take a lot, lot, lot of people to do. Right. And I believe that humans could do that. Now, many tribes do say... No, that pre-existed our tribe. Or no, this was built by a group of giants. That's part of some of their oral histories, right? And I think that's a more important thing to think about when you look at like some of these like ancient cultures and then them themselves saying, "No, yeah, that city was actually built by giants." It's not people today that are guessing that. It's like legit people saying, "No, no, yeah, there's giants over there. We know how tall they are. This is how big they are, and they actually did that." What are those big pillars? And I think it's it's either North Africa or the Middle East where there's this like massive temple with these giant pillars. And supposedly those are erected by giants. Are you talking about like? Are you talking about the, like ear? Like like people uh, like think that it's there. I don't know if it's that specifically. I think so. I think it is that one. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're talking about like uh, the city of Edom in in the in the Middle East. I think it's in Qatar. I think Qatar, like maybe Saudi Arabia, but like people, it, it's a it's a a city, a fictional city that people out there believe that was built by giants that was like destroyed by God in some sort of massive sandstorm. But like people believe that like the giants live there and. Like had dealings with Jin and a bunch of debauchery was going on there, and that's why that that's why it was smoke. I mean, I if they're part angel, I could see them being able to tune in with Jin and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like I've also heard I've heard people speculate that Enoch also could have been a city of giants. Mm-hmm. I was actually reading an interesting uh, an article this morning where it was talking about uh, a guy by the name of Bruce Finton, who's an author and a researcher down in. Um, uh, down in South America, uh, back in 2012, he stumbled up, him and his team stumbled upon this like ancient city in Ecuador that the locals believed was built by giants. So they go there and they found these structures, and most of the structures that were there looked like they had been crafted by human hands. Like they had like evidence of uh, like cement, like some sort of adhesive between many of the structures, like some of the smooth edges on some of the things. They even found what they believed were ancient large tools that are way too big to be wielded by like a normal sized person 
Uh, and they believe that they had found this like ancient city that the people of Ecuador believe was a was built by giants. And then they went to the Ecuadorian government, and guess what the Ecuadorian government said? What they said that, that no, 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 that's naturally built. And they're like, <laughs> but we found tools. No, 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 those are naturally those are naturally built tools. But but the concrete. <laughs> yeah, they're like this is like this is a structure. Like no, 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 that was naturally made. <laughs> like that's naturally made cement. It's it's kind of <laughs> like that Atlantis of Japan area. Mm-hmm. I, I look at that. I'm like, there's an awful lot of right angles here for this to be natural. And yes, sure, nature sometimes produces right angles, but that's an awful lot. It's like the in the Bitney Road is another one where I look at it and they're like, oh no, this is this is natural formation. I'm like, dude, that that, that that's a freaking road. <laughs> Like most of the world governments just got together and went, yeah, yeah. We think Mother Nature just decided to take a summer off and go get like an engineering degree, <laughs> like at Purdue University or something. Yeah, yeah, that's the reason why. But like, but there's like holes and <laughs> and and evidence of like design, like 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 in symmetry. We're like, no, 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 natural, natural. I think it's interesting that giants are so common in so many different mythologies and they follow very very similar themes it makes me think that there was another race of human that lived beside us at one point or another that were of this big stature six fingers six toes and all that sort of jazz but they are very spread out like they're they're as widely distributed on earth as humans are well the giants themselves have you know been exposed to all of the same natural elements and you know ecological events that humanity has been exposed to so it would naturally require them to you know move and spread out they're not going to be able to stay in one location because also also to numerous times if your culture is constantly you know harassed by humanity you're probably going to move and just not stay in that particular area yeah but being able to spread out like this means they had to been a very successful species well, yeah, because they were, I mean, there's there's evidence of them being able to just build their own species and just being technologically at least on par with humanity, if not in some instances, even more advanced than humanity in some instances, according to some people. Well, and most of the other species of humans did not really branch out like that, even though they are dealing with the same sort of adversities we were, mainly because they couldn't spread that well because they were being out-competed by humans. But this would mean this is... This was the race that could actually, at least to a certain point, keep up with us. Mm-hmm. And being able to spread to North America, that it's it kind of comes down to how you believe people got to North America. I know that there's some issues with the traditional land bridge story, and there's a lot of different views on it. But it, it gives us an idea of when they were active and things like that. Well... If you were listening to our last episode in our patron section where we talked about the hollow earth. <laughs> or maybe they use the hollow earth. Maybe they traverse these underground tunnels and that's how they're able to get around so much easier. Much easier to cross the ocean when you can go underground instead. I'm still doubtful of giants using underground tunnels. I mean, it, it's, just, it's just weird to me. Or using their giant magic to teleport through caves. That's another possibility, I guess. <laughs> But we got pretty far down the rabbit hole in the in the pillow talk segment in the last episode. Well, that's what the pillow talk segment's for. No, I know, but it was pretty deep. I mean, we're talking about giants living underground in the hollow earth or using their giant magic. 
to, to, to move to move around. But what do you think gave this species a solid edge to compete with humanity where other species couldn't? Oh yes, I have a good one here. Uh, that would be the uh, massive size difference as well as the critical thinking skills. Because for all intents and purposes, like if you look at like any religious work or even it's just some historical works, like it's not like giants are dumb and that they can't and that they can't critically think as well as human. Like like if you look at the Greek t- tradition, like these are like people of great renown. So it's like these are people that even humanity looks up to. So yeah, I think they're just going to be just as capable of being able to compete, uh, you know, on a thinking, on a critical thinking level, like humanity. And even more so in like with that, that physical, with their, with their physical prowess. Good. That is actually what I was hoping to get at is that I really think it has to be more than their size. I ha- think it has to be their size and their capacity for learning, understanding and advancing their culture. Because like, there are other very large, very powerful types of humans that were out there. And they got trucked. They didn't make it. We did, but they didn't. So I really think it would have to be they're very intelligent, at least comparable to humans. And they they were they're big. They could they could stand up to us in a fight. Uh-huh. And I think it really needs to be both. Mm-hmm. Do you... How much do you prescribe to the divine heritage of, of the giants? Oh, just getting my personal beliefs. Um, like basically, do you, do you think that that is a folklore that was built around this existing species to give justification of why they exist? Or do you think this is a legitimate origin? Like are me, these biological or are these spiritual creatures? I mean, like, you know, uh, I'm a practicing Catholic, so I mean, I, I, you know, I believe, I believe in the in the idea of the nephilim. Like, I, I do. Like me personally, deep down. Now, if you look at like say, like, based on the preponderance of the evidence for how much I've seen from like giants' stories, I mean, giants themselves even seem to propagate this idea of them having this divine heritage too. I mean, it's not like they just rejected this idea. Wait, what? Do, what do you mean by that? Like, uh, like within the culture of like them believing that they themselves were descended from either titans angels but where where are you getting that from them themselves oh i guess from our tradition i guess like from us telling stories i guess i mean i guess from our tradition i guess okay okay sorry i, 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 I sorry you i had th- some sort of insight into their beliefs and that's uh, sorry that's what sorry i had to think about sorry my bad i was going off i went off the rails a little bit on that because i just realized you know yeah everything i'm being told is coming coming from our perspective and uh, we really don't have a whole lot from their from their perspective huh Something that I was also thinking about, kind of going off of what I was talking about last episode about there being a potential genetic link to why people were trying to collect them. Do you think that they, do you think they have mortality in the same way we have mortality? Do you think that they die of old age? Do you think they die of natural causes? No, I think they're different. I mean, I mean, they can interbreed with humans. I mean, it's either a that they're 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 either just a different species or they're or they're just divine. One of the one of those two things is going to get them to just live that long. I mean, but all the giant legends basically have them living for incredible lengths of time. If not that they're just straight up immortal, if they're part angel, I think there's grounds for it making sense. But there's, but there's also there's also that, that the bigger something is, the longer that it can live. You know, the, the, like I think that, like with like with a lot of animals, that they can just live long. That they can just live longer. No, I mean, tortoise will outlive an elephant. 
That's true. Like I, although in if in the in the sense of like, very 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 small animals have very short life expectancies, like ants, or even if we're going to other forms of life, bacteria, things like that. Yeah, that that's true to an extent, but once you get up to like complex, like highly complex mammals and stuff, I don't think it holds as true. Like I think small dogs die faster than big dogs. But if I remember right, also small cats outlive big dogs. So I, I think you can't really okay. make it. It's okay. I, I'll take back. I'll take back that <laughs> argument. I, I I will take that back. I will cede that point to you. <sighs> I mean, it could also just be attributed to maybe they've been around longer than humans. Maybe they're this ancient culture that we keep finding signs of that ancient culture that pre-exists as far back as we place humanity. Maybe they've had more time to adapt and evolve natural traits that extend the life. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just have some sort of protein present in them that helps like heal their DNA. So they don't really age. Well, maybe if or you, maybe they're half angel. Well, I mean, if you, if you ascribe to the, the idea of like how like their biology was, was set up like, like back in the like back in the day, like some a lot of like evangelical scientists or, or researchers believe that like if you look at like how like the the atmosphere was different, that it with how like the more oxygen that there was in the environment, that it would cause beings to live a whole lot longer. Like when they do studies and models on things where they like try to create like a an atmosphere that that's more like oxygen rich, I guess, or like what it was probably like pre flood. Like they say, like like things just live longer and they have more vitality than, than things do now. I mean, I guess I can see that as a possibility since the air is more oxygen rich. But I okay, I don't know a hundred percent on when the oxygen fluctuations were happening, when we had high and when we had low. But didn't we not have real high oxygen for well before humanity came about? Like before humanity. Like I, th- I think the I I know like way back during like uh like the Jurassic period and things like that we had very high oxygen even before I think we had even higher before that back when like the era of um ancient bugs and giant like twelve foot long millipedes and right, right. Uh, what were those called uh dragon hawks the mm-hmm. dragonflies that are like the bigger than a basketball <laughs> because of like of how like. Like the atmosphere was like set up on Earth, like back then, yeah. Like that was what was causing, like that, that's what some people think that's what's caught what was causing like the gigantism, like way back in the day. But like if you look at like um, like Israel, like Israel today uses uh, a whole bunch of stuff with oxygen therapy, trying to like just use it like to prolong people's life and increase vitality too. They do the same thing. Okay, just because this is the direction the conversation is heading, I want to go ahead and talk about what I was going to say for the patron part, and then we'll do something else for the patron part. Sure, Does that sound good to you. Sure. But before I get into it, why don't you pass me the bottle opener and let's yes. try the Shiner's sea salt and lime, which you see, you, you don't, you guys don't see the face he's making. He's already yes. just planning on hating this. Oh, it looks bad. No, it's good. I had one last night. You know, there's one thing I love with with my beer. It's just salt. Oh my god! I'm not saying salty food. I'm just saying salt in general. Anything even slightly different, I swear you hate. It's good. It 
kind of tastes like a Bud Light Lime. Yeah, kind of. I think it's a little better than a Bud Light Lime, though. I think it has a good taste to it. Salt. It tastes like the tears of a frat boy. Yeah, delicious. Mm. Oh, okay. Okay, something that I've been thinking about a lot is when in the historical record would giants really thrive? And I think I've kind of nailed down a time period where I think where their body shape would be excellent. Mm-hmm. What do you need to sustain a very large human? Uh, buffets that open very early in the morning. Okay. Before the time of buffets. There's a time before buffets? Okay. You uh, need... Oh, you mean the dark ages. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You need, you need lots of protein. Lots, yeah. of, lots of protein. Heavy amounts of protein. Lots of proteins, high-calorie-dense foods, things along those lines. And you have that... In spades during the ice age, that that's an age of megafauna, mm-hmm. and it, these things would be very effective at hunting those sorts of animals. I mean, think about like a mammoth. We know humans could take down mammoths when hunting in groups with spears. Now you have a human that is much notably larger, already has the same technology of spears. Presumably, they had bows. We found them with axes and things like that too. And they have an adaptation that gives them better gripping, the extra toe, allowing them to move more easily over terrain like ice, snow, and things like that. And they have the extra finger to give them a much higher grip strength. So they could even wield weapons larger than just being such a big person. They could they could mm-hmm. carry something proportionally larger than that. Right. I think that these guys would strive as hunters during the ice age, and even beyond that, that extra size in itself is going to give them a big advantage at dealing with very cold weather. Yeah, but okay. Here's the reason. So I'm, I'm just going if to, you, if you follow that line of logic, then why wouldn't giants just take over the world after the end of the Ice Age? Because, I mean, like that, that's a massive ecological shift. Well, I mean, the only other, th- I mean, a, another ecological shift, major shift that happened was say, like when the dinosaurs were, were wiped out after an asteroid hit. Well, think about like, like meteor, this. meteor hits, and, you know, it didn't do well for them. Yeah, and well, I, I think that it's going to co- come to an extinction-level event for them because during the Ice Age, you have all these large animals, all this calorie-dense food, and a terrain that's very good for your body shape. But then these humans start spreading around, and they start also hunting the food. And it's believed that humans more or less hunted most of these things to near extinction. Beyond that, the world's starting to get warmer at the end of the Ice Age. Their body shape isn't as effective as it once was. The animals that have been driving their protein and fat needs aren't as plentiful anymore. So they're not finding things like woolly mammoths as prevalent or like many of the other megafauna of that time period. I think as that disappeared. Do you think maybe that's why some of the turn to that more kind of like cannibalistic like attitude, do you think? I think it's a strong possibility because probably... They probably were very strong during the Ice Age, but then at the end of the Ice Age, they started losing their edge. And I think at that point, that's when we'd likely see humans beginning to outcompete them. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying like it's this boom, Ice Age ends and Mike drop. They're just, yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's one of those things. It would be a slow decline over time. Mm-hmm. Likely, the cold, they're smart. They would have began to adapt, but 
I I really feel like at that point, that's when the more practical body shape of modern human steps in. We can likely reproduce faster, being uh, less complex animals. Beyond that, we're much better built for forest environments. Like, they are very good for icy tundra environments. That's something where that body shape was shine. Now, if you're hunting, if you're going from hunting mammoths on the tundra to hunting deer in the forest, who's going to outperform in the forest? True, but I think that if, if if giants were prevailing during the ice age, I think we would have seen a reflection of that uh, in ancient man's culture. That, or again, well, you want to say like it was wiped away by governments or anything like that? Because again, think you're ta- about the stories of the ice giants from um, Norse mythology. Yeah, but I think you would have seen you. Would have, I think you would have seen that across more than just there. I think you would have seen it across more cultures in that time. That, well, not a whole lot of the occurrences of the ice age really got passed down into a oral history that would have made it to today. They the likely Fair enough. during that time there were lots of stories about it, but that's a long there's a long time between then and now for us to forget those stories. Good point. But I think if giants could have prevailed during the Ice Age, I think that, that you I think it would have been much harder for humanity to be able to take it back. <laughs> if, I mean, if you will, I would say like after that. I mean we probably we probably couldn't have taken it back during the Ice Age. Mm-hmm. And they probably were pretty well established at the end of the Ice Age. Well, but as I, oh. things began to shift, I think there was a slight tilt of one species outperforming the other species. Right. Well, I, I, I guess, I mean, the Ice Age was so long ago. I guess, I mean, you, you could still see it because there were there were, there were were giant cities that are around after the Ice Age. I mean, if you just follow, like, chronologically, like, when that mm-hmm. when that just would have happened. So, I guess, yeah. And the thing is, like, they, they held on for quite some time. They made it into written biblical record. Right. So likely they held on for quite some time. Like maybe that maybe the Ice Age was what, what actually caused that boom in giant culture and why you're seeing a lot of stories in ancient man's stories, because I'm 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 just like I didn't really, I didn't even think about this as you bring it up. Because by the time of like ancient man, you're seeing giant cities in the Amorites, the Middle East, Native Americans, South America and all these other sorts of and all, and all these other sorts of places. Yeah. So what it would have been a big boost for them. Yeah, and also, although this is not true about the biblical history, in most traditional or in many traditional storytellings, when it comes to giants, they're usually the things that were around or in charge before humans. Right. So it it does kind of follow something like that you know the biblical story is not that way. In many mythologies, it is that way. Mm-hmm. So I kind of feel like that's that's my big theory on them, on when they thrived, why they thrived during that time period, and what happened since then. That they just got out-competed by something that could perform better in these forced environments. About why they could thrive. I don't know, man. I I, I think there's just as much evidence of... Of, of them being able to thrive like within their own within their own cultures because i think like you know if you look at like um let's say like neanderthals like in homo sapiens like why like homo sapiens were able to like take the neanderthals out was because they were a lot smarter well also during that time no frame, neanderthal were likely as smart if not smarter than humans well they were able to wipe them was some one thing they did not have was was communication skills like as effective communication skills, I would say like a dialogue of language where are you pulling this information from like they couldn't talk to each other yeah. 
I mean, I'm. I mean, I'm. I, mean, I, mean, I don't know if written word was was really what was going on back then. Like maybe well, no, no one had written word at that time. Well, like period. maybe maybe they had the maybe they had the ability to possibly like convey like emotional states like to, to people, but maybe not like just carry on a full conversation. I've never seen anything that implied that Neanderthals' conversational skills were anything less than human conversational skills. Ah. Like there, there's nothing that I like. You might have read something that I didn't. Like what what I've gotten from. My study into it is that Neanderthals did not seem to have as strong of spiritual and cultural views. Like, they didn't Mm -hmm. usually bury people with objects. They didn't seem to have, um, like, a religious tradition that at least made it to nowadays that we can find. But most studies seem to imply that they were probably as smart, if not smarter, than humans. Um, But the thing that gave them the edge in uh, what I've read is that, well... They were big and strong, and they could go toe-to-toe with uh, things like woolly rhinos and stuff and actually were strong enough and tough enough to hunt them in close combat. Mm-hmm. But humans had to develop range range weapons because we couldn't. We can't, we can't go up to a woolly rhino with a spear and expect to come out that the victor, right? Like, we're, we're going to get trashed. Mm-hmm. So we had to develop things like bows and arrows, atlatls, and things like that so we could hunt them from a distance. And that when it came to war time, when we had to fight with uh, Neanderthals, well, we had a range advantage. So do you think giants were around during that time too? I would, I would assume if we're talking about them as a biological species that naturally occurred, I would say yes. And even if we're talking about a biblical species, I would still say, yeah, probably probably would be around that time Because I think anyways. that's something we've danced around during all four episodes is this idea of like this, like this biblical, like this religious history of giants versus like a, like a, like it, like with you know, say like Earth only like so many thousands of years old versus like sixty five million years old, you know, millions of years old. Like, I, mean, I believe in the Bible and believe that. Well, no. So what I'm so what I'm saying old, then is if you stack them, if you stack them together, we're giant we're giants around at the same time as as Neanderthals and Homo sapiens. Then. Well, one of the things is we don't know when the Watchers came down to interbreed with men. I would say that it could have been during that time, both biblical history and just biological history. Mm-hmm. Like I would. I would take the assumption that these were things that have been around probably quite some time. I would assume that, yeah, they were probably duking it out with Neanderthals and duking it out with Gigantopithecine and those things. If we're talking, they probably weren't around during like Homo habilis, like the Lucy period, Mm -hmm. because it says like the Watchers looked upon like humanity and found them fair. And if you've ever seen a sketch of Lucy, she does not look like something that you want to bang. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I, I kind of assume that probably what happened with the Watchers probably was around early human. So is there any reason? Well, is there any reason to believe then that like that they didn't develop at the same time as humanity? Well, I, I, I kind of look at both stories and hold them with a fair equal amount of gravitas. I would assume if I'm looking at it from the more scientific biological angle. Yeah, I would assume that this was probably a descendant of Homo habilis that developed in a different direction than humanity. And if we're looking at it as the biblical story, I would still assume this was probably pretty early. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I my assumption is they probably were duking it out with the other early human species. So then, what makes them? So then, what what caused them to be able to lose the fight then? Because if they're just so much bigger, they're so much stronger, they're as smart as human, they're as smart. As humans, then why would they end up losing? 
I think at the end of the Ice Age, they just couldn't sustain their population and culture yeah, because I, they were outcompeted by another species. No, 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 no. There were stories way beyond the Ice Age of giants being, uh, giants no, no. being around. But I think it's a very slow decline. I think they couldn't maintain dominance. I think that they were able to maintain themselves as a species. But there was, there was, there's, there's evidence even in our old tradition of them being able to compete with cities, culture, like military, like having, like having their own settlements and being able to do all these sorts of things. Like why, if they're as smart as us, why, why would they end up getting, why would they end up losing? Because it's not a war of a single battle. It's a war of attrition. I think it's something where we very slowly edge them out over time. Because think about in our, in many of the old stories, it's not that there's this race equal to us in number. It's that there's this group over there who have this village and they probably just could not sustain a large advanced culture. And then the culture just kind of whittled down and whittled down over the year to where like by the time the biblical record comes about, we're talking about, they might have some cities, they might have some towns. They're working as mercenaries. Cause think about like how often they're mercenaries in many of the old mm. stories. Mm hmm. They're probably looking for ways to make money to purchase enough food to sustain themselves. Excuse me. That makes sense. But that's that's how I I that's my two cents on where how I think it came about. I'm not saying my two cents on there is any more accurate than anyone <laughs> else's. It's just when I think about these things as real existing entities, and I place them on the time scale with everything else. This is how I foresee the storyline going. I'm not saying that it's a, that it's the objective truth. This is just all speculation. But I think it, it I think it's a realistic speculation. That's fair. Now, like when I try to examine it more from the biblical record, it gets a little more complicated just because it's very difficult to place when their origin origin story had occurred. When did the watchers descend? Or wait, the, when did the Watchers decide to couple with humans? Mm -hmm. And what's wrong with us men? They keep talking about how fair human women were. We're, we're, we're good looking, guys. <laughs> we're pretty. No angel, no angel woman wanted to come down and say, oh, I really love that. I really love that guy that's a third my size. <laughs> a, third, a third my size in every way. And like, you know, a fourth of the size of giant men. I'll let your, uh, you know, angel men, I'll let your uh, imagination uh, come up with what I'm talking about in that regard. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, just flip the script. man. <laughs> also, another weird thing. Are, are there any other stories you're aware of where angels are sexual beings? Other than them involving mixing with, with, with man? No. Or being sexual in any way, shape or form. <sighs> no, but I mean, I, there's a, I mean, there's other stories of them having like just human like I would say, human tra like emotional traits, like like humans do, like start, like having like certain emotions that 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 man does. But just, like, no, I, I can't think of anything. And I guess he sent enough of a message to the watchers <laughs> that the rest were like, "We better keep it in our pants or something." I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because like we better. This didn't work out well for them down there, I guess. But I, I always thought that it was interesting. The whole thing with this just seems to be one of the only times where. Angels are sexual beings. I normally think of angels as like from um oh god what what's the what's the movie that Ricky was a background person in? Dogma. Dogma. I kind of think of it like in Dogma where they're just smooth down there. Oh, this. That's how I normally think of angels, but this story throws a kink in that. I always find it really weird that 
like with the watchers that came to humanity, like and the flood was designed to like wipe them out. Like they're a divine being, but you're gonna use a physical thing to take them out. Well, they're part divine at least. They're part I mean, it's not I mean, if you're still part divine, you're still using a physical thing in order to take in order to take them out. I mean, every other thing where like you're seeing like a, some sort of battle up there, using like, you know, divine versus the divine. This is just you're just using water. I like, mean, like you're gonna crush them with a title, which I get. Humans are part divine. We I have mean, that divine spark. Yeah, but, but I think I think they'll kill us with a flood or a bullet. I think it's a smaller spark than the like an, than like angels. I would say this. It's not. I mean, I'm not saying ours is smaller, but okay. I'm I'm gonna make one argument to the contrary. God thought humans were pretty damn cool, even cooler than the angels. Yeah, because apparently we have the ability to boof. Apparently, angels thought that was too. I guess <laughs> maybe that's what it, maybe that's what it was. I don't know. Like you, you might you might be right on this. Uh, but I, either way, the another weird part, it didn't work. There were there were giant descendants after the flood. Well, yeah, that's that's just what I'm thinking. I'm like, unless it was just like designed that way. <laughs> I mean, it was just. And it's hard to say God just screwed up somewhere. Yeah, like he just he missed. Because, you know, perfect. Because there's a lot of instances in the Bible where, you know, he misses. <laughs> it, it, it creates a weird situation because it the it says that he's perfect. Then it says he did this thing to kill the giants. And then we have giants later on in the book. So like he was 100 like he was 100 percent like in the, the Egyptian <laughs> taking all the firstborn children. So. You know, I find it. Uh, you know. I'm gonna have to chalk this up to mysterious ways. Well, I mean, they're divine too. Maybe it's, it takes a little, it takes a little bit more. You know, or maybe he knew the the flood would take away Most their advantage them. and it would cause their society to dwindle down over time. Maybe I, we maybe don't see them run around nowadays. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, we well we talked about that in the last one, but now we talked about it that they're still walking around. Okay, but uh, no, I mean, but we don't see them. When was the last no. time that you saw a giant mercenary walking with the U.S. Army? Uh, now the U.S. Army, but there's some people in the WWE. There's some guy like the Great Khali. There's some dudes that are in the Big Show. There's some dudes that made me question whether or not Andre the Giant, like whether or not oh, those are like legit so cool. giants. I know. No, I'm pretty sure he was a human wonder. with gigantism. But uh, what were all those people you're talking about? What people? Were those just famous people I don't know? The Great Khali. He's a wrestler. I don't know who that is. The Big Show. No clue. God, you're such a hermit. I am a hermit. <laughs> Anyway, why do you think I'm able to read so many books on the paranormal and folklore? Because <laughs> I shun almost modern entire society almost entirely. Is there anything else you want to get to? I mean, this is it. I mean, this is this is our last thing. To, this is our last piece. Like things we can say about giants. I mean, I guess we could bring up another one, but truthfully, for me, I think we've worked our way through most of my thoughts on this. I think that this was a pretty good capstone episode at least from my angle i know we talked about every aspect of giants in every way shape and form like just so many and there's probably some stuff we missed out on guys i know we did i feel like we did pretty good at covering most of it i think we did too i mean i think we took this conversation a lot further than like a lot of other people i don't know anybody else that talks about this stuff i i that at least like like you know like thinks about these things like and like takes the ideas of giants and stretches them out and talks about all the various things that we've talked about. So we hope you guys have enjoyed this. I mean, oh, it's been a crazy ride. I'm glad you guys brought this up. Yeah, next month we're probably going to be talking all about things you can't find on YouTube. So we're about to get super obscure. Oh, I've already started Weird. ordering books. Yeah, I've been I've been I've been digging deep 
into finding some stuff. So, Oh, for those of you who are out there, what do you guys think about Linda Moulton Howell? I've, I went ahead and grabbed some of her books, but I hear mixed things about how she is nowadays. So if you guys have a strong opinion on it, let me know. Mm-hmm. So what was your guys' final thoughts on giants? I mean, do you guys think that we, was there something we missed? Did we, are we totally off the mark on something? Let us know in the comments below. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, leave us a like if you like the episode. Share. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that notification bell so you can stay up to date whenever we put out a new episode. Uh, if you're listening to this somewhere where you can leave a review, leave a review. It absolutely helps out the channel whenever you guys do that. Throw in those comments. Throw in those comments. Comments, Beyond comment, that, comment, comment, are, comment, comment. Odds are we'll read them, and it also helps us get views on YouTube. Yeah, in the next episode, we're going to go over all the comments from uh, the last comments. two episodes. Yeah, last, this episode and last episode before that. So, but till next time, guys, keep believing. Because we'll keep listening. All right, guys, we're going to slide into the Pillow Talk segment of this podcast. If you want to get the rest of this awesome podcast, all you got to do is go over to our Patreon and sign up for as little as a dollar a month. You guys get the rest of all of our podcasts, as well as access to One Candle TV. And then for $2 a month, you get to vote on the poll for the theme for next month. So make sure that you go over there so that you guys can get your voices heard for the theme of our content. Also, everyone who signs up for being patrons for us becomes 30% cooler in an entirely non-testable way. <laughs> It'll happen, but it will not be objectifiable in any way and thus will not hold up in court. You get 15 more minutes of us telling us how, uh, telling you guys how awesome we think you are. <laughs> so if you want the rest of it, that's all you got to do to be able to go get that. <laughs> all right. Um, you know what I want to get into? I, w- I want to get into this last theory that uh, it was a, a, a patron uh, Barbara brought up and I thought that this was uh, an interesting concept so I was going to leave it here in the patron section for it is Barbara a patron yeah okay good yeah. good good because I need to be discussing someone's yes. view in it no I want to make sure yes yeah, no, she, no she gets it. she she brought up this idea of like what if the giants are like the Anunnaki of legend like what if they're oh. the what if they're the beings that the aliens that descended down and and interbred with humanity and like and and are those like those ancient alien theories like we that people put out? Oh yeah, this could be this can be pretty interesting. I mean, it follows along the line the long lines of like you know they descend, they fell from the stars, they come down, and then they interbreed with they interbreed with humans. They have miraculous abilities that that people don't have. The people of Britain down, which beings from other worlds would absolutely probably would seem like that to us. Yeah.